New jingle, new voices. Welcome to this special guest season of Retrain Your Brain with me, chartered psychologist Dr. Audrey Tang. In this season, I am privileged to speak to so many well-being guest experts to learn all about their field and to give you loads of practical tips and tools to live your best life. It's my pleasure to introduce one of our regular guests. It is nutritionist and author, Dr. Carrie Ruxton, on behalf of the Tea Advisory Panel, because it is International Tea Day on May 21st. And so, of course, I want to talk about all things tea. Welcome to the lounge, Carrie. Thank you. Hi, Audrey, and hi, listeners. Oh, it's so great to have you back because we always learn so much from you. And it's exciting to talk about something that little bit different, which is, of course, the benefits of tea. Now, exactly. I know that things like green tea we hear a lot about and then we hear about maybe having black tea and there's some herbal teas that are good. But Really, what are the benefits of tea across the lifespan? Yeah, this is an interesting question because I think many people now think that tea is something that your granny drinks (laughs) and and, and it's maybe not something that you give to young children or teenagers. But in fact, tea is really beneficial right across the age range, even from probably about the age of four or five, you can start giving people tea. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, in Scotland, I was actually brought up with uh, with weak milky tea um, in the in the 60s and 70s. That's just what we did in Scotland. We unfortunately put sugar in it, which, of course, you shouldn't do. But, you know, weak milky tea is a fantastic drink from the age of four upwards. And it's certainly better than some of the sugary things that we've got on the market. For young children, something like a weak milky tea is a great way of getting some dairy nutrients into them. Obviously, tea is naturally sugar-free. Then moving on to teenagers, because tea has got a mild amount of caffeine, not as high as coffee, and there's some good studies on tea and concentration, it's actually a good drink for during the exam. So when your teenagers are getting a bit stressed and studying and offering them a a tea, um, it can be a regular, what we call black tea. It doesn't mean that you're not putting milk in it. It's just that we, we call teas green and black. So black is the regular tea bag that you would have in the house. But just give them that. Or, for example, if they're having difficulty sleeping at night, you could offer them one of the more soothing teas, such as chamomile in the evening or mint tea, just for for relaxation and trying to calm them after a stressful uh, amount of studying or exams. And then looking at um, young adults as well, um, tea is great for hydration and it's good to have in the office or at university. And then once you get to middle age, you're thinking about your heart health. And so tea is great because of the polyphenols. And then on to older people. And obviously, we're trying to keep our mental faculties for as long as possible. Drinking tea has actually been linked with uh, longevity in terms of your mental function and reducing cognitive decline. And again, that's due to the polyphenols. And that can be green or black tea because quite a lot of studies have been done in Asian populations who are drinking green tea. So some amazing benefits right across the age spectrum. It's it's brilliant to hear all of this. And especially because tea does seem to make it all better. It's a very British thing. Let's have a cup of tea and it'll all be okay. But it's not only the 
social and psychological benefits. You're saying there's real brain benefits with with a cup of tea. How does it help us reduce a bit of stress and make us feel better physically? Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right about that feeling. In fact, the Tea Advisory Panel has a, a survey that we did uh, just about a month ago and uh, hot off the press, 46% say their morning cuppa gets them going in the morning and 57% say that when they drink tea, they feel more relaxed and around about half of them feel more calm and a third feel ready for their next task. And uh, just over four in 10 felt that tea helped with stress and anxiety. So there's two things about tea. One is that um, you'll know from your psychological um, qualifications. So there is an, a certain amount of conditioning yeah. that, you know, you, you feel stress. Someone says, oh, that's terrible. I'll put the kettle on and make you a lovely cup of tea. And then you sit down, you get a bit of a fuss made of you. You have a cup of tea. And so you do associate tea with being cared for, a warming feeling, a relaxing, a little bit of time for yourself. But there are also physiological reasons for, for these feelings. And one is the, the very interesting and unique combination between caffeine and an amino acid called L-theanine. And that combination only exists in regular black tea. And what happens is you can visualize this with functional MRI scans of the brain where if you give people um, L-theanine in tablets, so they don't know what they're getting, they just get a, either a placebo or an L-theanine tablet, it switches on and off certain um, parts of the brain that indicate that you're feeling much more calm and relaxed. And what the caffeine does, because it's only a very small amount of caffeine, is that is stimulatory and the L-theanine helps with focus and calmness. And when you add the two together, it is the perfect combination for de-stressing and also being able to focus on tasks. So isn't that amazing? You know, the, what we feel when we drink a cup of tea is not just our imagination. It really is having a, an effect. Yes, that's so true, because, of course, you're so right about the psychological connections that we're making. It is that learned response. So let's have yes. tea and sympathy. That's, that's almost the cultural that norm. It. I love that. And I'm really glad you mentioned hydration as well, because that's definitely something that I've noticed that if I have a cup of tea, that really helps me. It helps that feeling when I haven't had enough water, when my brain's hurting a little bit and I can always feel it drying up when I have tea. It does help that, ease that a lot. That's fantastic. Yeah. And many of us don't like drinking tap water. I, I used yeah. to have fantastic tap water in my area, but now they're putting a bit too much chlorine in it and it just doesn't taste nice. Yeah. So rather than have something that's less healthy for you, again, by having tea, you are drinking tap water, you're not contributing to all the plastic bottles that are being thrown out, but it tastes a lot nicer than your tap water. That's, that's great. And so with this survey and the studies run by the Tea Advisory Panel, they have found that tea also improves memory and retention. I mean, how, how does that work? That's, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's really interesting. So this, this was a study called uh, Tea for Minds and Hearts, a scoping review, which my colleagues on the Tea Advisory Panel published in a, in a journal. And what they found was that um, studies show that drinking either black or green tea uh, is associated with lower stress, reduced risk of dementia and reduced risk of cognitive decline. 
And it's also, they've also done acute studies where they've looked at things like attention and psychomotor speed in people of different age groups, particularly elderly people. And um, there was a study in psychopharmacology journal showing that black tea improved feelings of relaxation and it also lowered cortisol levels after you performed a stressful task. So it's having all this combination of preservative effects in the brains, reducing the cognitive decline and the acute effects of making you more alert and focused and less stressed while you're performing tasks. And um, it's really, really interesting. And, and I think what, what it's related to is the tea polyphenols that you get. And remember that black and green teas come from the same plants, but they're processed slightly differently. So black tea is allowed to wither. And uh, so you're getting a change, almost like a fermentation in the polyphenols. So they do change slightly, whereas green tea is just turned into the, the green leaf and, and you know, put into packets of tea and sent away. It's not allowed to go through that fermentation process. So you get slightly different polyphenols and the polyphenols almost open out your blood vessels in your body and brain and help get the oxygen and nutrients around your body. So it's good for your heart. And because it's good for your heart, it's also good for your brain because both of them rely on a well-functioning vascular system. Of course, of course. What's so interesting about this is when I was growing up and doing psychology at A-level, all we used to hear about was the improvement in psychomotor skills with caffeine. So after yes, having a that's coffee, right. that's, but that makes me feel more thirsty. It gives me a headache. It's so great to hear that tea can actually have similar effects, but without being quite so much of a stimulant. How, how does that happen? Well, it's just a slightly lower caffeine level. So an average cup of coffee is around about 100 milligrams of caffeine per mug. But for tea, uh, for black tea, you're only getting about 40 to 50 milligrams per mug. And with green tea, it's more like about 30. So you are having that very small amount of stimulation without going overboard. And it does take people time to get used to caffeine. You're still, well, even if you enjoy a cup of coffee, you're still within the safe levels of caffeine, which are around about four to 500 milligrams a day. Um, and obviously, the more you get used to it, the more you can tolerate that. I think if you suddenly go from zero to 500, you're going to get an effect. But, you know, having, um, you know, a couple of cups of coffee in a day is, is fine. I don't want to put people off coffee. Sure. But, you know, with tea having half the caffeine of coffee, you can have a lot more cups of tea before you get anywhere near that um, that daily caffeine limit. Yes. And so many more benefits that come with it as well because of the physiological effects it has. Now, we've talked a lot about green tea and black tea. Is one of them better than the other or are they just different? And also, are there other teas as well as those two? Yes, well, they, as I said before, they come from the same plant, which a lot of people don't realise because with, with this survey that we did recently, a lot, a lot of people thought they were different plants, but they're not. So they're equally good and it really is down to your preference. So we've got much more studies on vascular function and heart health with regular black tea. But interestingly enough, we've got more studies on weight management with green tea. And, and this is because the, the polyphenols in green tea seem to stimulate um, 
heat heat loss in the body after you eat. So it's it's called thermogenesis. It's where you have. I don't know if you ever eat a meal and then say, "Whoa, I feel quite hot after that." Yeah, it's your body giving off heat, and green tea seems to stimulate that. Now, don't get excited and think you can go and eat cream cakes and then just have a cup of green tea and it will <laughs> sort it all out. It doesn't, I'm afraid, but it can be part of the package if you are trying to manage your weight and have a healthy, balanced diet. And drinking, you know, three or four cups of green tea a day can help with that. But if you're thinking more, well, you know, I just enjoy my cup in the morning and I want to feel alert and I want to perhaps have a healthy heart diet, then black tea is good for that. But there are lots of herbal teas, as you mentioned, and they're not strictly treat teas. They're called herbal infusions. And that's when you have herbs and different plants and roots like ginger, chamomile, you have turmeric teas. So you have lots of different teas and they have their own individual benefits. That's probably a whole other conversation. Yes. You come from different plants, but it's also worth having a look at those. And what we found in the Tea Advisory Panel survey is that younger people are more interested in trying all these different teas. And you now get special blends for either nighttime or me up or maybe menopause teas which is what I definitely need um, or even special teas for pregnancy and I do find that younger people are very interested in trying all these different herbal teas and they do have their own health benefits. Now this is probably a weird question and I haven't really thought this one through but when I went to Malaysia many years ago now because we haven't been able to travel one of the things that they served was ginger tea but it wasn't tea. There wasn't any tea, no tea leaf in there. It was chopped up ginger yeah. in hot water. And that's something that I've replicated. And I love that. And with turmeric tea, I have used ground turmeric with milk and there's no tea leaf. Is that still tea? No, it's what we call an infusion. People like to call it teas and, and I don't mind if they do, but it, it's, it's certainly an infusion. But I can understand why they would give you ginger tea because that's really good for like after dinner and digestion. And uh, ginger also helps with nausea. So if, you, if you're pregnant at the moment in the first trimester and feeling a bit sick, a very natural way to deal with that is to have a ginger tea. So they, they do have, um, they have been used in things like Ayurvedic medicine and Chinese medicine to treat different complaints. And so that there are benefits from those plants, but we can just enjoy the, the lovely flavours of those teas as well. I have licorice tea before I go to bed. I find that's a really nice, soothing uh, herbal infusion before bed. Wow. Oh my goodness, there's so much more that we could be talking about. And if we have stimulated curiosity, how can we find out more? Well, the Tea Advisory Panel's got a website, which is teaadvisorypanel.com. And there's lots of stuff on there. There's also tea.co.uk, which is the, um, the, the website of the trade body. And that's got lots of facts and stats about where tea came from and the history kind of non-health stuff, but fascinating as well for British people who are some of the biggest tea drinkers in the world. So we've got an award there for that. Oh, gosh. Carrie, thank you, as always. It's just been so fascinating to talk to you. You are such a font of knowledge. It's wonderful. <laughs> and that's all we have time for. But if you'd like to find out more, do go to my website, which is www.draudreytea.com and check out my articles, which give you practical tools to live your best life. Or you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Dr. Audrey Tang, Tools to Thrive.